Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Talon Brothers Podcast. With me today, to my right, my name is Nick Talon. Thanks for tuning in on another episode of the Talon Brothers Podcast. Should be really fun this week when we talk about some movies and we talk about some TV shows. Sorry again for posting irregularly, but it's okay. Across from me. Uh, it's Tyler Bourne here to chat about some more movies. Sorry I was gone during the Oscars, but we had some uh, bad weather, so permitted me for whatever no like that's what's kind of been the delay of last week why there was an episode up is because of the uh, polar vortex swallowed yeah, us we whole live, we live in the midwest so it was negative four thousand around these parts the place that we record the podcast was closed um gear just road conditions were terrible so we just decided uh, it would just be best to wait another week and build up on some movies and here we are. Here and we I are. didn't build up on shit. All uh, right, let's move into the news. We have some Super Bowl spots to talk about, but before that, we got some news. Uh, first things first, they released the first poster for Zombieland Double Tap. Uh, yeah, the, the first day that I saw that poster uh, on Reddit, I went and watched the original. And I guess we'll hear your thoughts about it when we get into the movies. Yeah, whatever. I was going to say something about it now, but you're right. We'll keep the format going. I'm excited, to say the, to say the least. Um, I really like the cast. I like how short and simple the first one was. So I'm excited for the double tap, baby. Yeah, the poster's fine. To me, it's just cool that we finally mm-hmm. have an official announcement. We see everybody together so we know the movie's coming, and it's exciting. Yeah, I think it's just cool that they got everyone back. Like, yeah. I thought a sequel to that movie would never happen, especially with the people with involved. With all four. Yeah. yeah. That's, they're that's all, the cool thing. Well, three out of the four are huge, <laughs> yeah, like they are top now. billing yep. people. So. What yeah. if the second one crushes and then we get like a zombie land movie cinematic universe? Yeah, well, because everything's going to be a cinematic universe. It's about yeah. to happen. You want to know why people do that? Yeah. I really think people, I could be wrong, people really like money nowadays. Yeah. They're going to tie this into uh, uh, World War Z2. It's going to bridge. Bridge the Terabithia. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move into the next one. Uh, I just wanted to put this down that Spider-Man uh, swept the Annie Awards, which is like animation awards and stuff like that. It won the seven out of seven awards that it was nominated for, including Best Film and Best Director. You don't sound too excited about it. What's going on? No, I am excited because that pretty much locks that it's going to win the Oscar. Oh, it's cool. going to be, and it should be nominated for Best Picture. But at the end of the day, the Academy is starting to crumble before our eyes. I'm still almost willing to bet that Incredibles 2 will win Best Animated Shut Feature. Shut the hell up. I think it will. I guess we'll see, but all that matters is Red the most the Rat most Rat credible Rat. award show is going to be coming soon, and that's the Talent Brothers Awards, and we'll see what, oh, yeah. we'll see what happens to Spider-Man in that one. We'll Stay see. tuned. We'll see. But yeah, I'm think, voting against it. I think we're going to have an early man animation sweep. At the Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, um, but yeah, it's just cool. It this, especially since December, this movie has picked up a lot of traction when it comes to the awards, and this is a good kind of showing yeah. for what the Oscars. Coco, it didn't beat Coco last year. Coco won eleven. So well, Coco was a work of art, and Into the Spider Verse is a work of art. Good work all around. <laughs> I thought you were going to go a different direction. Yeah, well, that. you don't even need to worry yeah. about me. That's tough though too. It's like how what what awards was Coco winning that in this yeah, I, I didn't don't, get nominated don't for? Know. How many did Coco win? Eleven. Fortnite movie will win twelve. <laughs> okay, well let's move on again. Yeah. <laughs> Nick's always sending us off course instantly. Sometimes you gotta keep the momentum. We got some more people joining Dune. Oh my god. We got Oscar Isaac and yeah. Javier Bardem joining Dune. Both of those choices are amazing i just wonder what kind of roles they're gonna have if i think oscar isaac plays timothy chalamet's dad who's the villain javier bardem's gotta be the no villain. no what's his name's the villain um who come on nate 
it ain't Batista. It's a Skarsgård, Stellan yeah. Skarsgård. Oh, he's the main villain. Yeah. Oh, the well. movie is gonna be amazing. I want everyone to understand. Are you? That. Well, are have, you guaranteeing that? Have I think you guys it's ever flop, seen the original though. Dune? David no. Lynch's uh, nineteen eighty. All I've heard version of Dune. It's very bizarre, and Dune's known to be like unadaptable. It's incredibly difficult to adapt it into a movie. And one of the greatest living directors did it. David Lynch made a lot of really yes. good stuff. And it was kind of bizarre. I think it'd be really Denis, yeah. He's good. I think he can, but it it could be really easy for it to fail miserably. That's, That's I why I love living in ignorant bliss because I don't know what I know. I've heard Dune is space Game of Thrones, super political, super. It'll probably be super dialogue heavy and et cetera. It's, it's a book series that came out in the I don't know 60s, 70s. Well, 80s, Nate's got the time. book. He's better get on reading that. Yeah, I'll read dude. it. You have Dune. Yeah. Uh, I got my it girlfriend, as a Christmas Yeah, gift. my girlfriend got it for him for Christmas as a nice, nice little gift. So I'm really excited. That, that cast alone will have me there opening night. And since we're just movie fans in general, we would have been there anyway for Denis. Um, but I'm really excited. It'll be out in 2030, so I'm super <laughs> pumped. Timothy Chalamet will be Batman by then. So <laughs> let's, just get a, let's just get to it, you know? Uh, I think because you know? I'm still skeptical of this movie because even with the stacked cast I think it could fail but I think the biggest thing in the positive margin is people when a sequel to Blade Runner was announced people said that's the dumbest thing I've yep. ever heard and then Denis got attached they're like why is this guy throwing away his career doing a sequel to Blade Runner and then it was and better it than the original and it smacked <laughs> I, I it's going to flop there's no question it, oh yeah it's going to flop exactly like Blade Runner and that's did. why I don't think like I think it's going to be a great movie I'm just saying there is a very real possibility it might not be oh, yeah. because yeah. Uh, it's super weird but so. we like there's absolutely no doubt it's that we bomb we, at the box no, office well, everywhere that, in every country. That, but yeah. it'll make it back in 25 years when it keeps getting played and people say it's a masterpiece. But what I'm, I mean, but that's besides the point. What I was going to say is you have to give the the benefit of the doubt. You have to. We have to give them with that cast yeah, and that team sure. behind it. We have to assume that it's going to be a positive score. I on think that. I think the heroes of this movie too are going to be the thousands of crew members behind the scenes working on the production design and the visual effects for this movie to yeah, make this freaking weird I'm really world excited come to see, to I'm really excited to see what Greg Frazier does with the look of the film and I'm excited to see what Denis directs the look to yeah, be like. I can I can already picture like all the production designers and well, stuff just dripping sweat on their creations for, as they're stressed out <laughs> trying to make this freaking movie. Based off the book cover that you got. Can you do your Denis impression about him asking some workers about uh, yes uh, <laughs> He's French Canadian. I think based off the your book cover on Dune of your book, the cover of it. I picture his Nick thing. Let me go ahead and continue. I f- picture the Blade Runner shot when he's in the frickin' Vegas, yeah. Vegas City. He's in the frickin' Vegas, baby. And it's just orange baby. Let's pump some fumes in there and let's get some bees in there and let's get the bee on his hand. That's what I picture. What did he well, just thanks. say, man? Thanks for picturing that for us, Nick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All uh, right. Speaking, Mudsling. Speaking of movies that may fail, Batman set for summer 2021. <laughs> Let's talk ben about Ben Affleck it. is out. Hell Matt yeah. Reeves describes it as a noir detective sort of story as, with a younger Batman. Can I kick this one off for us? Go for it. I'm just going to say I don't picture Ben Affleck as Batman. He was fine, but he did not, He never had a solo movie, and he always split time. Like, to me, he was just a fill-in Batman, okay? He never got the solo part. He's a fill-in. He wasn't that great that I was like, damn, I'm really sad he's gone. And I know a lot of people are. 
But guess what? DC's flopping right before our eyes. Let's get a Robert Pattinson in there, a young Bruce Wayne, add on 25 pounds of muscle with great acting career behind him. Let's do this thing. And if anyone's against me, then we're fighting tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. <laughs> I I'm excited for a younger Detective Batman. All that we've got basically we've covered a large margin of Batmans now throughout the movies, but we're yet to see how the animated series portrayed him as a detective where he's dodging more than he's actually fighting and he's solving crimes. That's what I want to see. I want to see the, a genius behind the computer that just has money to back up his genius. And, and um, he's ripped. And he's shredded and can beat people. But I like... I, I thought Bat, like Ben Affleck looked great as Batman. Like, oh, yeah. A he tank of a fine. human and he definitely nailed the look that Zack Snyder was going for. But... He um, matched the universe with Henry Cavill as Yeah, uh, when there was Superman. these titans of people. Yes. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see Matt Reeves' take on this and uh, he, he did great with the Planet of the Apes movies. Pretty cool that he's been handed the keys to this franchise now and I guess we'll see where it goes. I am excited, skeptically, of course. We'll see what more talent gets attached to this, and hopefully they don't. Because he said it's it's gonna ta- like it's gonna touch on the rogues gallery, and I hope they don't do. A what Spider- the hell is that? A Spider-Man three, like his villains, like a bunch of his villains, and I hope they don't do. Hopefully, oh, like a Spider-Man I would, three treatment. I would love to see like an Arkham Asylum style thing too, but we'll see. Maybe that's in the, down the line, but I, I think Robert Pattinson, Pattinson would be Joe Rogan uh, would be a good one. I think Robert Pattinson would be an interesting take. I personally think Ben Barnes, uh, the guy from They'd never Westworld, but it, he's not. They said that he want they want a big name. No unknowns for this one. I I'm just done caring about Oscar superhero Isaac. movies and he's going to be talking Batman. about superhero movies at all. Like the excitement levels that I used to have to go to all these movies are just gone. You I, sound like me right now. Maybe. Maybe. But I, it's just, uh, I'm just kind of tired. I'm over it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I thought Ben Affleck was really good in Batman v Superman. I thought he was, did a fine job. Mm-hmm. And then in Justice League, you can tell he's just absolutely not trying at all. I don't think anybody was. <laughs> they all because they, well, yeah, Jason Momoa they filmed was. the movie. That, and then that's they my argument. I defend them all because could you imagine making an entire movie, being proud of what you made? You're like, this is good. And then they call you and they go, we need you to reshoot pretty much the whole entire of the movie. movie. And you're like, what? But we're, we're done. And they're like, yeah, but we want to change everything. So you have to go redo the whole thing. Nobody cares. Everyone's like, we already did this. This is stupid. The they're probably worse. working on other movies now so they don't get a break. They got to yeah. go back, do this, and then go back to... I'm, you Listen, know what, I understand though? why that movie sucks, and it's unfortunate, but it, it absolutely blows. I have to say... And it's just frustrating hey, ahead, that they cast Ben Affleck with the intention of having him headline this universe with Henry Cavill for um, presumably a decade. You would um, you would think that's how far ahead they were planning, right? And it all blows up in their face. It's a ben, college you, experiment. They signed on Ben Affleck probably to write and direct and star in Batman. That was the failure like, of DC. Awesome. And then they come out and they're like, well, he's not directing. He ain't and starring. Writing. He gone. It's, and then it's, it's just like... Yeah, I'm, I, I like Matt Reeves. I like the movies he's made, so I'm excited. But it's just like another Batman already. What if that doesn't work out? Are we going to get another Batman? What about Henry Cavill as Superman? We have to like you have all these arcs that you'd think they're building towards stuff, and it doesn't matter, and it's all stupid, and I just don't care. I feel like with DC, and I completely understand why you would not be excited for a DC movie. Or, you know what, after... Why are your game, eyes closed? I'm trying to envision this in my head. And I just have to say, when I picture DC right now, I picture just like a bunch of college students... And they get the keys to this beautiful franchise. Great characters, some of the most iconic characters in the history of mankind. 
<laughs> and they're just like ruining this thing. They're crashing this fucking car as many we times as you can. We should get the rights to DC. <laughs> you think I don't know. <laughs> no, but hold on. But hold on. Do you think they would <laughs> give it to us? I think we could do it better. No, but like honestly, it's really bad what's happening. And to be honest, I want the fucking superhero movies to die. Let's get it. <laughs> no, I just want no. Okay, next. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Go ahead. This go ahead. Age of superhero movies. Yeah, I mean, like looking back in history, you had your westerns, you had your other shit, and now we have superhero movies. I just want. Let's go to space again. Fuck. I want them to feel <laughs> special again. Like they won't when you when you see just batman right and he is it's his own he's not part of anything when you get a sequel to batman it feels like a big deal the dark knight felt like a big deal because it's a sequel to the Batman. that motherfucker was a big deal the dark knight rises felt like a big deal because it was a sequel to the dark knight right now when when iron man 3 comes out it doesn't feel important or iron man 4 it It, doesn't feel like like it's part of you know the iron man series it feels like it's just part of this big mess you know guardians of the galaxy 2 is just kind of like a bland nothing ant-man and the wasp like they just make all these movies that fall into the same category they're all real similar they all blend together it's fun when things have stakes and you feel for and get excited like a big deal but then you but then you get then you get a guardians of the galaxy one and then you get a winter soldier Okay. And then you get Infinity War. But we could write out a list. I'm not saying that's why there are some good ones, and I do like the shared universe sometimes, but nothing feels as special. Like, well, I think does. after the next Avengers movie, no Avengers movie will feel as special as these yeah, ones. Yeah, I, I, mean? I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe, what they are, what they did slash are doing yeah. is very special. It is. The thing is, though, and now you get every single major production house saying, let's we do, need that to do that too. And that's what's, that's what's getting tiring. And it also negatively affects the MCU because then this just becomes another cog. In I the, agree. And it's just, I, I agree with these shared universes things. I'm done. I want to see like a movie, just get a sequel. Yeah. And then maybe that's it. Well, and that's what get, I mean. Like, when Captain Marvel comes out, a lot of people think we need to go see Captain Marvel because we need to see it before Avengers. Yeah. There are people that are going to see Captain Marvel not wanting to go see Captain Marvel. They mm-hmm. want they the next episode in a TV show. That might be filler, but you got to watch it to yeah. get to so the next. There's just the level of excitement isn't there anymore because it's like, you know, you almost know the outcome because you know there's more stuff coming after it every time. So it's just like the stakes are lowered. I don't know. I I'm just losing my enthusiasm for superhero stuff. That's me, baby. And that's I me. feel like. As I've gotten older, my taste in film is gr- – I'm not going to say change. I'm going to say grown because I think, you know, your likes and dislikes just depend on when you watch something and what you've seen before and mm-hmm. stuff. And I f- just feel like my enthusiasm is dissipating. I think Endgame is a big deal, as it should be. And I think once we talk about the trailer, which I think is a perfect little teaser, I think that this is a big deal, and I am excited for it. But I could give two shits. I could uh, was that the f- expression? I could give two shits about the f- Captain Marvel. I don't care at all. I don't even care if she's what's gonna save the Marvel <laughs> universe. Who cares? I, I don't agree. care. Guess what? That Batman movie. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. They could cast God. <laughs> It's this is your first La- look at the actual God. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you could see into Nick's eyes like we can right now because he is very serious about <laughs> I this. am. I don't care. I'm going to go see him. Yeah. And, and you gonna... know what? That's why I have the A-list, so I can go see movies. Yep. But I don't give a shit, like, leading up to him. I agree. It doesn't you. get me excited. Movies like Dune do because they're trying to do something, and guess what? They'll flop and make negative $200 million. 
But, but guess what? As long as they keep making them for me and the boys back home, I don't give a hell. <laughs> Would you say you the last one you're excited for is Endgame? Is yes. that the actual one that yes. you Yes, and then also now with the animated Batman Beyond that's in the talks. Canceled. What? Yeah, Warner Brothers said that we're never doing that. Swear to God. They Swear already God. came out? Yeah. Are we going to bring that up? <laughs> no, I just then remembered yeah. it when you brought it then up. Yeah, Endgame. And maybe some Spider-Verse sequels, but guess what? They're trying to do something different. Anything that's following this formula, like I said, I don't care until the night I'm seeing it. And after that, give me a day and I won't I think care again. Anything new, like if a studio announced and it's just a new, like, uh, you know, X Men rebooted, recast, Fox is doing it alone. That's not going to happen, obviously, anymore. But, like, if that got announced, there'd probably be a little excitement because it's like, oh, we get it. It's a fresh like, what take. Are they they can start over. How are they going to do it? What are they going to do different? Who are they casting? But when you just keep adding on to the same stuff, I would, I it would just love, goes away. I would love if, uh, it comes out, you get a trailer for Matt Reeves's Batman, and it's something different. Like they just lean into the gothic nature of Batman and make or make it like hardcore noir, where there's just smoke everywhere. Gotham looks like the like, worst place that you could ever Nick live. Cage and as they just noir Spider Man. And they just throw Batman. the franchise away by doing <laughs> that. <laughs> what are you doing, Nick? Don't All worry, right, dude. I'm let's move on. I'm taking a Snapchat okay. stuff. Robert Pattinson's Batman. Uh, Netflix has more certified fresh movies than Prime, Hulu, and HBO combined. They also, I feel like they put out way more content though. So you're comparing a hundred movies. To I 50. think it's just, I think it's just all the movies on their service too. Oh, the, like that every movie that they house on yeah. their service. Yeah, I believe I mean, that. HBO honestly, like when I'm going to look through a movie, sometimes it takes more time to look, find a movie that you want to watch instead of actually watching it. But like I scroll through HBO Go or HBO Stream, whatever. And they have some great movies on there, Oscar-winning movies. And, and they also have, have some. And they also have, like, stupid shit, too, and it's not the biggest selection. i rather, to be honest, I'd rather go to Netflix to watch a movie mm-hmm. than HBO, which is bizarre because <laughs> HBO houses some of the best content in the world as far as TV shows go, as far as certain movies go. Yeah. Like, they have The Departed up on there, I'm pretty sure, shit like that. But uh, anyway. Netflix, let's be honest about their batting average. Oh, they've made a lot of duds, a lot of stinkers come out of Netflix. Velvet Bellsaw just came out. I didn't see it. About heard that. a lot of my friends that saw it. Heard a lot of people on the internet, interwebs going, not a good look, especially after Nightcrawler when you have a lot of the same cast, same writer, same director, and it's a big shit to bed. I'm just saying, so are you if saying- a movie gets announced that it's going straight to Netflix, the odds of it being good are lower than the odds of it being bad. So are you giving... Every director that's worked with Netflix, are you giving them a free or two or three pass saying that this is not their fault? Not in the slightest. I just want no, to sound I'm saying, intelligent I'm, for a slight I don't, Yeah, seconds. I don't get it either because Netflix is basically a – I think that may be a problem too though is Netflix hands them the keys and says, you just make a movie for us. Your vision, you just make a movie for us. And it seems like Netflix is like, what is happening, guys? We, You are like up-and-coming directors, and you're like failing us. I feel like that's something that's happening, too. But that leads into something coming up. Zack Snyder's re- returning to filmmaking yep. for Netflix with a zombie action movie, Army of the Dead. Uh, we got let, all right. Let me go first because I yeah, definitely I like exactly, Zack Snyder more than you guys. Exactly. So well, I've only seen here's a couple my movies thing about it. Guess what? It's going to Netflix. So my immediate instinct, even though it's Zack Snyder, who I I don't think he's one of the best ever, but I enjoy his movies mm-hmm. or most of them that I've seen. I have not seen Sucker Punch, but I really like Three Hundred. I really like Watchmen. I really like Batman v Superman. I really like Man of Steel. I don't care. You can scream at me, whatever. No, but this is a this is a welcoming. I zone. also have not seen his Dawn of the Dead that he did that a lot of people say is his best movie and it's really great. 
But because it's going to Netflix, I don't have faith. I really don't. I don't think it's going to be good, not because of who's involved, not because of who they cast, but Netflix just has this weird intangible thing that when a movie goes straight to it, it turns out it's not good. I was super excited for Outlaw King, David McKenzie, not good. Super excited for David Ayer Bright, trash. Super excited for whatever, trash. Uh, uh, Duncan Jones making another sci-fi movie, Moon Was Made, makes mute, trash. Cloverfield sequel, trash. They just make trash no, movies. Wait, wait, what about Roma, though? They, they make some good ones. That's why, like, Roma, Mudbound, they're great movies on Netflix. Oh, but Mudbound, more I often, they suck. What, what's what's the one? Oh, uh, Hold the Dark. Hold Jeremy Saulnier makes almost uh, three makes three movies in a row that are outstanding. Then he makes one trash. I the go, ritual? you know where it went straight to Netflix. Trash. The ritual. That's not straight to Netflix though. It, I think it was released in Europe okay. and then internationally. Yeah, see the ritual. That's one that I that I like. What about um? Go what ahead, was it? The Apostle. Apostle. Did you see the end of watching that? It. I never I need to watch it. it. I've heard it's okay. It's I heard it's an interesting movie. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, not everything's bad, but. For the, and even like some of the movies that have come out recently that people thought were going to be a lot better, people are saying they suck. They're just not as good as what people yeah, thought. Well, you're, what you're saying, Tyler, is that Netflix has not proven to you that you should be confident in this movie. Exactly. So even though Zack Snyder's attached, I've been confident and excited about these filmmakers going to Netflix. But what Netflix has shown me is that for some reason, they don't work well together. I don't know what it is. Nobody does. But there's evidence that... It just doesn't work out. So my excitement is small, slim. Yeah, I, I couldn't care less about this one. And it's like Zack Snyder too. I defend him because I like his movies, but I, I don't guess know. I wasn't. He... I wasn't looking for a zombie movie to be his next thing. It could be great. Who knows? Is but he, it's just is like, he writing this one too? I think so. That's not a good look. You know. <laughs> you know what? You know what, Tyler? What? I'm gonna be honest. I did not like our Batman vs Superman. That's fine, dude. Yeah, no, it's one hundred percent fine. But what I'm, <laughs> what I'm, what I'm, what I'm excited about is this gives me a reason. I say this for every movie that ever comes out, so I'm a dumbass. But this gives it me a gives, reason. It does give you a reason. Watch his other movies. We'll you won't. No, no, no. You won't watch them. Will you hear me out? Hi, how's Tarantino's movies coming for you? How I many still, you I watched? still have a side. So- oh, you won't, don't ever <laughs> doubt me. Don't come on. Don't do that. <laughs> But what I'm saying is I'll sit down with you and watch every single Zack Snyder movie because I know you enjoy him. So it'll make it more fun to watch him with you. Sure. Okay. Tarantino, don't doubt me, though. I'm <laughs> going to go through, and I'm literally going to shove it down your throat. I can't, I can't the, wait to see. What do you mean? I, what are the odds? I stick with that Nate, shit all the time. On. What are the odds Nick watches every Tarantino movie? A hundred percent. Nick will do it. You think but, so? Yeah. Here's, here's what I can't wait. I want, I want to be in the room. I don't know if I'll stay the whole time. But I want to be in the room for the whole three and a half hour ultimate Watchmen cut of Nick having to. If Nick didn't like Batman v Superman, I have a feeling. I think he'll like Watchmen. More. I don't know. I'm, I think he'll like it more. But like this, this is three and a half hours of it's like three hours very sex, very Zack Snyder stuff. But I love he. But here's the it's thing. His best movie. Nate, do you think I'll like it? Because you know how I feel about DC superheroes. I love them, it's and I not feel DC like DC superheroes. Exactly, it is, it is DC. No. Watchmen's DC, but it's not a it's DC not. movie. But what I'm saying is, do you think that I will enjoy Watchmen because it's these new characters that I've never been now, introduced to before? Now, here's the thing. Before? I think Watchmen's weird where there's like three or four storylines going on at once. And I think you'll definitely like one of the storylines. Yep. I a- think that you'll hate 
a specific floating man storyline, and I think you'll hate. Really? Yeah, and I think you'll hate Patrick Dr. Wilson's Manhattan. character, and I think you'll hate Silk Spectre. Doctor Manhattan's like my favorite part of the movie. I was. I, I love like hanging dogs. Oh, is it Cockboy? Huh? Yeah. Cockboy. Yeah, you just see some straight-on blue dong for like 30 minutes. Sometimes you have to be an adult about it's things. It's Billy Crudup, dude. What you have to understand is sometimes you have to be a doll about things. Why can't he walk around with the cop I mean, it would, he could it blow make, up the world. No, it makes 100% sense why he does, and that's why I don't have a problem with it. I mean, you can't get pants when you're that big. They, 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 also, did, they, did, they did cover it up in the regular version. He wears like a little... Underwear. Yeah. He wears here's the thing. The, here's the thing. If Give it support. It can't just every, hang Everyone heard the story about when you speed up 300 slow motion stuff, it's like 40 minutes or whatever, right? How how long do you think the ultimate cut of Watchmen would be if you sped up the slow motion? Like 245? Like uh, probably like an hour. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, my thing about 300 too is like, who cares? He was just no, yeah, style. Like it's yeah. literally just a stylish action movie. He's not going for nothing. What I respect a lot about him from like stuff I've seen. Like I've seen clips of every single He always makes movies for himself. It's consistent. And to be honest, that's all I would ask for as a film fan. And you know what? If I don't like his style, that's that's my problem. That's That's why he has a fan base because he sticks to what it does well and that's what he likes. Just like I feel like Denis Villeneuve, he is consistent. Damien Chazelle, he through his first three movies, he's consistent. No, I, that's what. That's why I like. I completely get like people like his style. I'm not a Zack Snyder fan, and I right. don't think I. I don't think at this point yeah. he put out enough content know, that I'll never be a Zack. Snyder it's not like fan. he's gonna change. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like his exactly. next movie, there's gonna be some slow mo. It's gonna be pretty action heavy. You might, but like what 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 blows my mind about like I can understand enjoying Zack Snyder movies, right? Yeah. But what blows my mind is like even on Twitter, like you just look up people talking about Zack Snyder, especially like. Regarding Justice League and stuff, these people worship him. Like I don't get like out of every filmmaker ever born. No, I don't get why people like him so much. Like I said, I like he's not one of my favorite. He's not in my top ten, but I like most of the movies he's made. And there's a lot of filmmakers like that where it's like I like their work. But but like there's people standing in front of him while people are shooting at him and like kill me first. That's how it is. And they, I guarantee some of them would be like that. Where it's like I kill me before you kill Zack Snyder. It's because they think he's so symbolic that he's the second coming. My thing about the (laughs) my thing about the Justice League stuff with him is that. Um, I wish I, I would have saw his just movie first. I just want to see, like, because if you like Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, and there there are people who like both of those movies. If Believe they, it or if not. If his Justice League came out, at least there is a trilogy that's just his vision. Exactly. It gets through. Everything after it can suck. They can change and recast. But at least you have the, that trilogy is complete. Now and you it's have consistent. Man of Steel, which I think is excellent. You have Batman v Superman, which I think is excellent. And then you have the third piece that's so bad it makes me not care about those other two. Quick because question. it was building up to, that's what it was building to, and they just shit the bad dude. So <laughs> I have a quick question. So I, just, I don't like them. I have a quick question. So going back to my point, though, with the consistency thing, who are some directors that are so inconsistent that it's their downfall? Cause like David I, Ayer. What, oh, dude, like, what so, a disaster. He's made some outstanding movies, and then he just makes the dumb. No, no, I'm talking fire. about style, though. Like, that's, That's it. Like, really? About. Look okay. at He did End of Watch, which is like a found footage cop movie, but... Outstanding. Amazing. And Fury. he also did Bright. Same filmmaker. He did Fury, which is a realistic World War II movie, and then he does Suicide Squad. Then he Squad. did Battleship. Did he direct Battleship? I'm pretty sure. It was no really way. Good. If that's true, then that's the number one answer right there. Like, wh- how disappointing is that? I mean, because, th- I mean, that's essentially what I'm talking about, a uh, tour theory, correct? Like, I'm talking about yeah. directors being consistent. 
And that's all and I that's want. That's why I respect Zack Snyder. You you can show me a frame from a movie, and I'll be like, "That's a Zack Snyder movie." Yeah, and oh, don't get me wrong, his imagery, but that's good to me. To me, he puts he overdoes it. He cares too much about just making a cool image than making something that I can get invested into. Who Zack Snyder? Emotionally, and that's why, like I agree. There's shots in Batman v Superman. I'm like, that looks that's like a it's ripped shot, yeah. straight off of that. But then I'm I'm watching a scene, and I'm like, this is the most disjointed. I can't follow what's happening, and then it cuts up. You're in this middle of this conversation, and then it just cuts off at the end and goes to a different storyline, and that's I don't know. And See, that's that's where I think the ultimate cut fixes all that. And I yeah, have well, no I guess it. what I watch that too, and still it's have still, issues with it, which is fun. like, why did you include this? You didn't have to say, guess what, dude? <laughs> I get it, you don't like it, man. Hey, guess what though, <laughs> Zack Snyder. I'm done with superhero talk. Him. Next, let's. Oh yeah, what's next going point? on with this episode? Let's screw su- screw superheroes. Let's talk about Cold War. Let's talk about Kate Winslet joining the French Dispatch. Okay, sure. Another great actress joins Wes Anderson. You know what? So we were just talking a little bit earlier about God being cast as Batman. We were talking about God being cast as Batman. Do you think Wes Anderson has enough pull? It seems like he does that he could get God in that movie as well. I think he's going to cast Trump as Barack Obama. I bet he could. He could pull it off. And then people would be like, well, it's a Wes Anderson movie, guys. You don't understand his style. (laughs) No, but I, I mean... He's an auteur. I don't think we... We've talked about Wes Anderson, just his pure... That's another one, too. To... It's like, it, it's news, but how, like, it's what? a great actress being added to a, uh, uh, the great cat. Oh, Peter Berg is another one. <laughs> Let's just talk about this. He directed Battleship. Peter Berg. That's what, who I was thinking of. I'm sorry. Okay, but yeah. Wes Anderson always gets... Has Kate Winslet been in a Wes Anderson movie before? That's why I put it on here. No. I'm interested to see. Oh, uh, no. Uh, no, she hasn't. I just love – I'm always Fashion. excited for his movies because, you know what, I'm a dumbass, and I. people are like, oh, it's the same thing every time. You know what you're going to get. Well, I like that, so let me get it then. <laughs> All right, this is the one that Ty, uh, Tyler's about to be excited for. All right, are you ready? No. Taylor Sheridan uh, and Angelina Jolie team up for his next movie that he has written and will direct called Those Who Wish Me Dead. It's about a kid, a teenager, that ends up going into witness protection program to avoid two killers as they're tracking him down while Montana is in flames. Yeah, I heard about this, and it sounds really good. (laughs) I am excited. Is Angelina Jolie the kid's mom? I don't know. Maybe she being? Is she she one one of the killers? killers? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, I love Taylor Sheridan's work, so I hope it's really good. Let me say one thing to you. I'm in. His style is something that I live for. Wind River, I think, is one of the most underrated movies of the past 900 years. When I just, just got to say something. I'm super excited. Um, it's gonna That jump straight up isn't this year? No. Next year? Yeah, it's probably going into production this year. So next straight year. up jumps up my list to anticipated for me. I'm really excited. Wind River, Hell or High Water. I mean, all Sicario. the shit. Sicario, all the shit he wrote. Wind River is the only one he's directed, right? Correct. That was yep. his directorial debut. And to me, he and hit he, it out of and the park. he nailed it. So did he, he didn't direct Sicario two, did he? No, no. He wrote it though. Yes. Yeah, which probably went which through edits as well. And I also don't think oh, it was sure. that bad. We it's just not, didn't need it. Didn't need it. It's just not. I mean, I Sicario so is almost perfect. So when you make a sequel that's decent, yeah, you know, it's like. Yeah, but that's all I have to say. I'm super excited. I like his work, and I'm excited to see. He's up there with me for, like, Damien Chazelle. I'm excited to see what he keeps doing. Okay. Yeah, same. Can't wait. That was the last batch of news, unless you guys have any more stuff to talk about. Uh, no, I don't Well, I was so. going to bring up that Batman Beyond point, but I didn't hear that Warner Brothers came out and said that's absolutely yeah, not it's happening. fake. 
cool because I hate when studios decide to uh, make a prod just in response just to give something. me a live action one. That's all I ask for. Yeah, and I would much rather well, see a live action Batman. And we've discussed a, what three hundred times on this podcast who we got directing that and shooting it. So we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Okay, let's touch on some trailers. Uh, most of these are Super Bowl spots, so I say we go through the Super Bowl spots and just touch on those real quick, and then we'll jump into the big trailer. That's by the eight way, minutes long. By the way, Super Bowl suck. Next, uh, <laughs> first up, uh, Guillermo del Toro's produced. He's not directing it. Uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. It's going to be like an anthology Wait, that, thing. I'm guessing that boy ain't directing. Nope. How come I've been led to believe this? Because it just says Guillermo del Toro's scary stories to tell and in the dark. And he's been promoting the shit out of it because he probably is uh, involved in yeah, it. Yeah, but he's not the director. Holy sh! I feel like I've been lied to. I guess I haven't. I it's just called haven't. good marketing then. Yeah, yeah, that's the best <laughs> marketing's when you feel deceived. But yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember my teacher would read this to us in elementary yes, school. Yeah. yeah. The Harold. What is it? Harold? Is that the story with the, like the guy in the, across the, the scary street? Crow? The scarecrow. That motherfucker gave me nightmares. See, and I, if that's, that's in the, the movie, poster. I'll go see it. Let me pull up the poster for you. Okay, yeah, I've seen. I saw the little cut together stuff. I'll go see it. it. But to be honest, I think it's a weird choice to do the ten second thing. To me, it looks but like I guess a, it makes sense. To me, it looks like, like a straight yeah. to Netflix. To me, it does. It does. But it'll probably be better because it's not going straight to Netflix. You never know. <laughs> no, I. It looks interesting. Um, I only saw the one 10 second clip of the girl with the pimple. I read the books. I know it was scary stories to tell in the dark, more scary stories to tell in the dark, and then like even more scary stories to tell in the dark. So I don't know. Are they just adapting every story from the first book? No, I think they just pick picked a handful. Huh. Interesting. Ones that are probably have the most polarizing, captivating, Yeah, because some are only exciting. like three pages and some are a whole bunch, right? Yeah, I think the three pages ones, those were the ones I that slapped remember. a little but bit I, more. Yeah, it's cool. I wonder who's directing it. And... That's, yeah, that's kind see. of a scary It's cut off a little bit, but. Yeah, it's a creepy looking thing. Okay, yeah, let's move on. I'm, I'm, I'll watch it. It's yep. kind of cool that I'm assuming it'll be aimed at the... 10 to 15 year old range of you think so yeah, I don't know truth this looks pretty dark you think so but they, yeah. they're kids books I know so it's like are they just gonna make I, it hard I, R I and think, alienate the child no, no I no. think no it's gonna be PG-13 and I think they're gonna aim for the people that read, read, read it 10 years that's, ago yeah. that's fair uh, next up Toy Story 4 I don't think it looks bad at all And I mean yeah what a hot take oh whoa I'm about to beat that ass <laughs> all I'm saying is that People are mad that they didn't just leave at a trilogy. No, I'm fine. Just if you have a good, I, I'll be a disappointed good idea, if it's do it. the first not good one. Well, but if it's another good one, I'll be like, okay. I'm disappointed if any movie's them. bad. No, that's what I'm saying, Nick. This I, just carries a little bit more weight. But guess what? I mean, when is Pixar messed up? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just curious to see the direction they take the story because where they leave off with Toy Story 3 is so complete and fulfilling and satisfact- satisfactory. It's like... Where are you going to go from here? And then but, seeing where they're at in the Super Bowl clip, they're at a carnival or something. It's just like, how are they going to tie this together? I'm sure they and, will. And they always find a way to have something. It's almost like the George Lucas effect where you could just tell a new hope. He wasn't expecting what was going to happen. And then he got more ideas. What did you just say? No, here. What? Look at Wait, <laughs> tell <laughs> me. Hold on, Nate. Tell me what you're confused about. George Lucas did not know what he was getting into with Star Wars. That's why you have fucking four, What does five, that have to do with Toy two, Story 4? Because they ended, that... the Toy Story 3 ended the way it did where you thought it was just completely concluded. Yeah. But then they got another idea. And they just keep adding back. on. Yeah. Whenever they get a new idea, they're like, let's just make a movie. 
But here, here's the thing: is they always consistently <laughs> I'm about to slap him. They they consistently <laughs> surprise you with cool ideas concerning these toys. Like the first one, it's just toys existing and being mm-hmm. lost, right? The second one, it's like collecting. Like, of course, these toys exist and are real, but what if there's a collector for them? What do they do then? Third one, daycare. And now they're doing the fourth one with a carnival. Like, I think they just keep coming up with interesting ways. But what I'm curious about is will it do justice to these characters? And I'm sure they will because they o- somehow Toy Story is like their gold mine where they can always, everything's going wrong, wrong in Pixar, fall back and just yeah. make 100% of Rotten Tomatoes Toy Story movie just coming up. It's They just get the emotion. They yeah. know how to put it in organically and make it feel earned and not cheap. And they do it every time. Yep. Okay. Us, we get another like minute thing. Adds a little bit more in, interesting elements. It's like to me when she says, ever since we've been up here, more like coincidences have been happening and you get that cool shot of the Frisbee landing perfectly mm-hmm. on the circle. I'm interested interested to see how Jordan Peele plays with that because I'm sure there's going to be some cool stuff that you got to watch the movie over and over again to see. I agree and it looks really, really scary and interesting. I just don't understand what the story is going to be. Like, I know, where that's what are I'm they excited. That there I'm can excited. be identical, and then you see that they're in almost like some sort of a sound that one big room, and pe- I don't know. It looks wacky, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I'm excited. We'll we'll see. There's a lot going on, and it, you, it's was, designed to be, but there's a lot going on. There was, so it's just, I can't really comment on, I'm excited, but I can't comment on anything mm-hmm. else because until I see it. There was also it. another story of how Jordan Peele talked to Tarantino, and M. Night Shyamalan on how to avoid a sophomore slump because M. Night Shyamalan went from Sixth Sense to Unbreakable. And, to Signs, and to The Village, but that, to Lady in the Water. That's like super senior. To the yeah, happening. we're talking, but then super senior Tarantino, slump. Reservoir Dogs to Pulp Fiction. So we talked to these two guys getting their yeah. opinions on how they avoided it. So I have faith in him. I, I think normally, he's going to do good. I'm also excited for his Twilight Zone, and I'll probably wait till it's all out and then use the free trial for the CBS streaming. To I watch think you should have talked to someone like Duncan Jones. Like, how did you make such a fantastic first movie and then, then make just a dud? Bomb, man. <laughs> wait, what was his second? Warcraft. Warcraft. Oh. What was his third? Honestly, wait, Warcraft? The ba- Warcraft, not as bad as I thought. It was. The human story is garbage. So, but hey. the orc stuff, and I was like, I was into it. And then it cuts back to the humans, and I'm like, the oh, composition what? is terrible. Everything is just bad. So, hey, hey, hey. so what's, yeah. what's worse, making an amazing first movie and then bombing on the second or opening up with like a RuneScape movie? Because that's what I'm thinking about doing. <laughs> All right. Uh, Avengers Endgame, the little teaser. Everyone's been bitching, including me, about trailers giving away too much. And you know what? Everyone knows where the hell this is going. That's all I need for a trailer. Tyler disagrees completely. Same with Game of Thrones for me. I don't want to see a major trailer because I know what the hell this is leading to. Let's get it. I think I think if, and I know we live in a world where it's not possible, I think if this was the only 30 seconds that they released, I, like this made me more excited than the trailer that I post originally because right there it's just showing shots of them which this is doing as well but this is setting up a tone it's showing like i think that the cinematography looks great in this one the kind of it looks very always do a good job i i know it's weird they like i know how to handle these characters more than anyone else but i it definitely seems different i'm sure there's going to be jokes in there but i hope it's really darker this seems like it's set up as a darker movie all I needed to see was angry Captain America because that's when you get the best stories. You get Rocket Raccoon on Earth. I love that. And then you got Captain... Just give me more Captain America. <laughs> Captain America, Titan, and his shield. Some people think that they shouldn't have showed that, but you're Why? silly You you're silly if they don't exactly. think that. Exactly. And to me, it's like... 
I can't get more excited for the movie. No trailer can get me more excited to see the movie. And this is the only superhero movie that I'm really looking forward to and have excitement towards. But I did. I just thought it didn't, you know, for a Super Bowl spot, it didn't show anything. When you think back to mm-hmm. the Infinity War trailers we were getting, it wasn't giving away story beats by any means, but it was giving away, you got to see something. We're literally seeing nothing. We just see the heroes that we know are in the movie already, and we see them walking around. No, I don't want to see all the heroes that are going to come back to life anyway. I don't need to see them in the trailer. But I want to see a little, give me, you know, give me a big black cloud in the sky. I don't know. Give me something to look at, mm-hmm. you know. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I, plus 30 seconds is hard. 30 seconds oh, for is sure. a hard thing to show. And I think they just did a fine job. Captain Marvel, on the other hand, I did not like that little spot at all. I think the more I see, and you said earlier, the, the more we're seeing of Brie Larson, the worse and worse she looks in the role. Like the first trailer when she barely talks, you're like, yeah. yeah. And then you see her talk, you're like, maybe. And then you're like, maybe not. Yeah. And now it's like bad. But yep. I do think, like we were talking about it, like direct, like the direction of the movie looks interesting like it looks kind of you it looks, it looks like unique. it has its own style from I other agree. marvel movies but then you hear the voiceover from brie larson i'm like what is going on with this delivery it's just not selling it to me i don't know what it is um i i'm i'm still gonna see it of course and hopefully it surprises me i think sam jackson's gonna be amazing of course i'm inside excited to see phil colson back yep. and jude law probably won't disappoint me but something about brie I, we'll see we'll see i'm just not sold on her at all I totally and I was you. I was like hype train like I holy crap they got Brie Larson this Oscar winner to be a superhero I thought it was a good casting decision yeah. too because I still had only when she got announced I think I had only seen uh, her in well it was after she won the award and then Free Fire mm-hmm. and Kong Skull Island I didn't like her in Kong but I did like her in Free Fire and now she's done absolutely nothing yeah so, well she's know. been working on Captain Marvel she's been getting fit. Oh, I just gotta say next. Um, now we're talking about best picture at the 2020 Oscars. The Fast and Furious present Hobbs and Shaw. I'm gonna be straight up with you. This may be no shot. BS. Yeah, I'm not even joking. Fast you. and Furious hater. I'm not even. I hate those movies and I despise those movies. But this one, based off the trailer, <laughs> looks way better than any of the previous ones. I don't give a hell. You know what, Tyler? Put your head even further. Try and break your kneecaps with your head. I don't care. This movie looks entertaining. And you know what? It doesn't matter what the hell they put out because it's going to make money. It's already going to so be guaranteed So if you could pull in a guy like billion. me to go see this shit fest because of how <laughs> insane and absurd this movie is, so be it. I'll go see it in IMAX. I'll probably get a couple laughs because of how outrageous people are doing. I, I, they're making they're this going, a movie. They're, this they're, is a movie. Look at it. Here's I this this is what blows my mind is I'm still working my way through the fast I'm still working my way through the Fast and Furious movies I've only seen the first one which is still pretty realistic of a movie and then watching this trailer do I think this movie will be good absolutely not do I think it looks like an entertaining train wreck absolutely I think I'm, that's what I mean that's what I mean I don't think it's gonna be good. I think, but I'm more excited. I'm excited for this one over a Fast and Furious. Movie. Introducing, I'm introducing <laughs> superpowers in this universe. I mean, it's, Vin Diesel already had like, superpowers, and what dude? He stomped on concrete and it broke. Well, here's the thing. I mean, this gets me closer to all I want from the Fast and Furious movies, and we got to send these bad boys to space. It's in the next one, Hobbs and Shaw two. They're going to space. It's almost guaranteed. <laughs> I, you know, the best line in the whole movie. Is when Vanessa Kirby says, "Who are you?" 
Bad guy. Bad guy. It's so stupid, dude. This movie's gonna suck. But I can't I can't wait for it. I, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see if like they've shown some pretty absurd stuff in this trailer, but I have a feeling it's gonna, Oh, it's gonna be worse. It's Um No, there's something weird with Fast and Furious where it's like the first two they're not grounded, but they seem mildly plausible like in they some way. They exist in our world yeah. somehow. And then uh they made the fourth one is fine. The fifth one is a really great. They found the perfect balance of fun action, a little bit crazy, but because it's an action Hollywood movie, you, you kind of brush it off and it's super fun. Okay, it's really well directed. It's probably the best story of any of them. It's the first one with The Rock and it's a great freaking action movie. And then they lost their way. After the fifth one, they were like, let's just keep upping it. And then they got this attitude where it's like, we can't nothing scale can hold us down. Back. We can only make it more and more ridiculous. And then they make a spin-off movie. It's like, here's your time to dial it back. I think a spin-off movie with The Rock and Jason Statham is a cool idea because I like both of them and they, they have really good chemistry. Make a cool action movie with him. Don't make a a fucking stupid, ridiculous they're flying down skyscrapers. Like it's just so dumb, man. It's, it's literally bizarre because I agree with everything you're saying. I have no interest in seeing this movie. I feel what you're saying. And you want and you're drawn to watching it. I'm gonna go see this piece of shit. It's like it's like it's like when you hear like the car accident noise, your first instinct would be looking away. Like you don't want to see what happened, but no. Yeah, someone gets ejected from a car. You want to see that body on the pavement. Okay. Well, I thought the eighth (laughs) one was terrible. I thought the seventh one minus the last four minutes was terrible. I thought the sixth one is mediocre. And the fifth one's amazing. There you go. What about Tokyo Drift? Never seen it still. The, 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 what if they bring back, what's his name? From that guy is in a couple of them. Han? He, yeah, he. But he's. Wait. Who would bring back who? Han. He's dead. I know. <laughs> why would you spoil it? When did he die? Which one? Tokyo Drift. He doesn't die in that. Oh, yeah, that's right. He dies in that because then parts Jason four, Statham. five, six, and seven happened before Tokyo Drift. And Did then, you know that? And then Jason, Jason yeah. Statham is the I one. Forgot. And then they're just like, nah, you're part of the family even though he killed on. You know what? That's what I think I hate the most about Fast and Furious. Is that they're bad? Is that they're trying to like push this theme of family on you, dude. Just make a <laughs> shitty action movie. Stop trying to make it worth anything. I know. Like, that's make why your you fucking money. Think about how family. Think about how that's good like literally John how Vin Wick is. Sounds, this is all about family. No, but think about how good John Wick is, right? It's just a badass action shoot em up but cool they, movie. But it has. But it knows what it is. I, and it's like Fast and Furious could be that where it could still be about the cars and racing and being a cool action movie. And it's not about that in the well, slightest. Think Wick about what John Wick started too. with. Hey, think about what John Wick started with story-wise and how, like, it's a great concept. Like a hitman that's retired and then something happens. He's like, I'm back, motherfucker. Then picture what. Oh, so yeah. Fast and Furious starts. I'm with thinking I'm back. People stealing. Uh, what are they stealing, Nate? VHS, Panasonic, DVDs. Oh, yeah, I wonder if this will date the movie. <laughs> All right, let's move on. That's it for Trey. Okay, I'll. I. I have Hobbs to admit, and Shaw dumpster fire next. It's got. I like. What's gonna be the biggest shock? Is I'm gonna go to it and I'll say yeah, but then you look up, you look it up on your phone and it says. 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, and the first review is fun time. That's what's going to happen. I don't like you. I want you guys to what, tell what me right fa- now. What did Fast Fate of the Furious get? 
60s, I think. Is Paul Walker in that one? Is that no, his last he one? he's Tosto. <laughs> Furious 7, that's, that's his, his last, last one. one. Okay. Yeah. What do you want? What were Fast you Fast 5, Furious 6, Furious 7, no. Fate of the Hate of the 8. Isn't it Fast and Furious 6? Is it back to that? Fast no. 6. It's Fast 5, Fast 6, Furious 7, Wait. Furious 8. <laughs> It goes, Isn't it fate of it the goes, fate of the eight of the furious? No, it goes the fast and the furious. Yeah. Then it goes too, too fast, fast, too furious, and then it goes the fast, fast no, no, and no. the furious no, Tokyo no drift. drift, and then it goes fast, fast and, and furious. furious, and then it goes fast five. Yeah. And then is it fast and furious six? I think it's. And then it's and then it's furious, furious seven. seven, and then there's the fate of the furious. The fate of the furious. That is the. Most horrendous title. What? Right, what Nate, is Furious? What were you gonna is say? there seven characters Hold in on, Furious Nate, Seven? The, Nate, let's not talk about these. That hurts my feelings. What are right, you gonna Nate, say? Go, go ahead. What are you gonna read say? off the movies? Yeah, you it's watch Fast and Furious. So I just gotta, I gotta intro it. So I've been really busy the past couple weeks. <laughs> this and yes, this is a cop out, but like I've been really busy. Haven't really sat down and watched too many things, but I have a couple good movies in there. So since the last episode, I watched a movie on Netflix called Mustang. I believe it was nominated in 2016 or 2015 for best foreign film, and it's a Turkish, a Turkish film uh, directed by I think it was a first-time feature director, a woman, really, really good director, directorial debut if that is her first movie, and it's just basically about five orphaned uh, daughters, and they rebel, and they're all about freedom. You guys listening at all? Mm-hmm. And they're all about freedom, and they start to get married off to. I'm being for real. No, listen. I'm listening to you. Uh, they start to be married off as like a punishment, because I mean that's how the society is over there, however it may be. But they start to get uh, married off, and they start to get separated as sisters. It's very, very sad story. Very interesting. I think it's like an only an hour and thirty minutes. And what's so interesting to me about the movie is that they have these five ch- kid actors. Like young kids ranging from, I'm assuming like 16 down to eight. And they're all amazing. Really? All amazing. And I guess that's what I'm so lucky to have experienced with foreign films is normally when I watch a foreign film, it's nominated for best foreign film. So I get to see great acting in every foreign movie I watch, which is beautiful. So I highly recommend it. Nice little film. Beautiful uh, cinematography. Good story. So that's the first one. Mustang, 2015, <clears throat> Turkish movie. Next, I watched Zombieland. And what I was so shocked about with this movie is how short it is. It's a really short and sweet movie, really stylized. Only one of the few zombie movies that I actually respect and like, Shaun of the Dead being another one, can't even think of any other ones. Um, I really had a good time with it. The actors are amazing, of course. The cast has grown up exponentially career-wise since then. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited for the next one. I think it'll be fun. I like the rule aspect. I like Jesse Eisenberg kind of carrying the story along as this kind of introverted person uh, in a world where he needs to fend for himself. Okay. That's my Zombieland review. Then, Zombieland is fun. Yes. Then I watched Cold War. Okay. And I watched Cold War just the other day. And what I have to say is I know it's lame because I've only seen a handful of foreign movies. Well, not a handful, a little bit more than that. But I'm going to make a comparison, not because they're just foreign movies, but it reminded me of Breathless a little bit that me and Tyler watched in our international film mm-hmm. class, which me and Tyler liked, but we didn't love like what people say about it. 
And my main reasoning is it just picks up the story, drops it, let's move on. Ten year, five years later. No, probably not five years later, but like a year later. And I just don't get connected to the love story. Great acting, cinematography, can't get much better than that. You can't. Do you think that having an understanding of the time period that the movie takes place in and what was going on in that time would have enhanced your appreciation of the film? Like, like do you, you think saying, that's why older critics think it's this outstanding movie because, because they old. they know the time period that it's set in better because they were alive during it so they like you know they understand it, it could be but like I I don't say I had I don't think I had an emotional disconnect to the story I just don't think the story was that captivating right okay the love story did not emotionally connect me and it's not because it's in a different language don't even get me started because i've i've seen i I know i've we've seen movies like in the mood for love where you can't you can't make a better movie than that Mm -hmm. it just it fell short a little bit it kind of disappointed me and i think roman our buddy has a he has his own podcast if you want to go listen to a showtime with roman shouts out but uh he texted right in our movie chat right after he saw he said kind of disappointing and jake baker was like nah but cinematography definitely deserves a nomination. Uh, I think it's well-directed. I just think the story falls a little flat for me. Same thing with what happened when I saw a movie like The Revenant, where there's nothing wrong with it except just didn't pull me in enough. Mm-hmm. Then you have the op- mm-hmm. movies like The Opposite, like Ex Machina, where it literally doesn't let you go. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's all I've watched movie-wise um since the last episode and i'll do better as it starts coming it's just kind of a a fast time for me right now Uh, and i just want to mention i started watching a show on netflix called extraordinary homes i've always been a food network guy hgtv type guy i like that type of stuff and extraordinary homes is on netflix it's hosted by two people they are very stop talking about this stupid show do you're trying to sell nate and i on it too you're not going to sell our whole audience on watching this dumb netflix good architecture beautiful homes you're never going to be able to afford one of those houses nick just don't watch it so could you let me finish or else you're out of the podcast okay so and it's just good cinematography good visuals they break down architecture you get to see the coolest homes in the world i'll check it out yeah, just it's one of those shows you can pick, no, watch. No, I'll check watch it out. Fifteen minutes. Yeah. watch it. You could turn Put it on, on in the go background. to sleep. Yeah, I don't give a hell. I listen to the narration. But all right, that's all I watch. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll go to the next people. You want to go? Sure, I'll go. <clears throat> all right. Yesterday, I went and checked out uh, Free Solo. Mm-hmm. National Geographic documentary was nominated for best documentary at the Oscars this year. It is about Alex Honnold, who is a free solo uh, mountain climber. That means no ropes. You just look at a big mountain. You go, I'm going to get to the top, and you just climb it with your hands and your feet. So and your toes and your fingies. The way where there's way more to it than that. I mean, they practice with ropes. Like there's a specific route he's doing up this mountain. There's many different routes on this face that you can do to get to the top, and people do it a lot with ropes and stuff but no one's ever free climbed the specific one there's very few people in the world who free climb because obviously yeah. if you make a mistake you die and watching this movie so he climbs up it's a three thousand foot cliff wall in um yosemite, yosemite. It's, i believe it's my wallpaper on my it's mac computer. Computer. it's beautiful it's one of the most yes. beautiful in the, the way, way they the talk about it, it the way they talk about it like it almost doesn't look real and it looks like it shouldn't exist and the first time you see in the movie it's unbelievable it's gorgeous it's jaw-dropping also i just want to add me and nate are going to see it tomorrow in imax so seeing him climb the mountain in some of these sections that they highlight throughout the movie and how difficult and how much he's had to practice it and seeing him do it my whole body 
I think I lost weight watching the movie, honestly. I was just sweating from every gland in my body. It was so nerve-wracking. But I just thought it was a really great inside look into his life and his personality because he's a very strange person. So just you seeing have to be. why he's yeah. driven to do these things and, you know, it is his only passion in life. When he's climbing the mountain, you can actually see it was pretty much the only time he was happy when you're watching the movie. You know what I mean? Like, because you get to mm-hmm. watch his life and you can tell he's just, he's just not all there. He doesn't care a whole lot about day-to-day life. But when he's doing that, he's yeah, that's all that matters. happy. Yeah. yeah. It reminded me kind of of The Old Man and the Gun a little bit in that respect. But it's a great movie. Can't wait for you guys to see it. One of the best documentaries of the year. I don't know how to compare it with Mining the Gap and Won't You Be My Neighbor, both of which I loved a lot. Well, Won't You, you Be know, My Neighbor This one can't break baby. Nick's rule of Mining the Gap is a documentary you can only make once. This is kind of the same thing, so I think it'll be interesting to hear what you cool. have to say about it. I'm excited. I agree with you, though. It's a little harder to compare documentaries because if it's getting acknowledged in any type of uh, way, it's most likely going to be a perfect documentary. Right, and it, that's how I feel about this. And those other two is like they're kind of just perfect. Like I can't imagine There's nothing what really subjective. Yeah, that's... I to agree. be honest, you either make a good documentary or you don't. Yeah. And, and uh, the other thing, Free Solo is super entertaining, too, just with, you know, some of the other people that surround him and their conversation and stuff. It's really entertaining mm-hmm. to watch, and it's not too long. Highly recommend it, five out of five. Uh, then I watched Lucky Number Slevin. Good murder, mystery, crime, heist, drama type of thing <laughs> with... Uh, Who directed that one? Paul McGuigan, McGuigan, who directed Push with Chris Evans. No uh, way. Super <laughs> underrated movie that I love. It's something. Is that the one with the poster with like this weird alien woman with the tail? What? Oh, no, that's Splice. <laughs> <laughs> we saw Push in theaters. Hell yeah, we did. Push is cool. I remember. It's a weird one. I liked it as a kid. I've seen it since. I would it's push not you. great, but it's definitely guilty pleasure yeah. on my list for sure. But anyway, this is his best movie, Paul McGuigan. It stars Josh Hartnett, Morgan Freeman, Ben Kingsley, Bruce Willis. Last good Bruce McGuigan. Willis movie I've seen for sure. Lucy Liu. Wait, what's his last name? All the performances and the dialogue are great. I watched this right after I watched Pulp Fiction. Uh, and Pulp Fiction is much more well-directed, but this has that Tarantino dialogue, and I think all the performances are pretty much as not – well, I don't want to say as good, but they're all really good. And it's a really entertaining a good double movie. feature. Yeah. Good good twist throughout. So it keeps you guessing, and I thoroughly enjoy it. I lowered What's my score name? from the first time I saw it. What? What's his last name? McGuigan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it sure. Anyway, it's a I would order that on a, I would order that on a McDonald's. I menu. give it uh, four out of five. I had actually had a higher score after the first time I watched it because it was really surprising to mm-hmm. me how much I enjoyed it. And there's some more stuff I took away that I didn't like, but there's still a lot of stuff that I do like in the movie. Recommend it. Magui. How to Train Your Dragon two. Actually, well, I'll talk about it, both of them. I watched How to Train Your Dragon one and two in anticipation for the new one. They're both outstanding. The animation is so good. Just the cinema. It's probably the best cinematography I've seen in an animated movie, and it's. It just has a way of making everything feel so grand and big and cinematic. Like an Ed Sheeran song. Which Nick hates, yeah. And <laughs> this story, they, they find a way to make it both spectacle Wait, you say and heartwarming at the same time. So you get these great big animated action battles along with emotional beats that you to care the about. Exactly. Inside what did you and say you don't see that a lot. So I really appreciated that. And I so I love, I give them both the same score, four and a half out of five. Um, we got to watch them, Nick. Oh, I, I've Jonah seen Hill's character. You haven't f- seen the second one. Yes, I have. But I just need to rewatch him. 
Quick. I feel like there wasn't as much story in the second one as I wanted there to be, like in the beginning. Like I, I don't know how to no, explain. The second I just one feel smags. Like, it's amazing. I still really loved it. What but did you say? The hate. first one is what? funnier. Jonah Hill is hysterical as one of his I guess little buddy really friends. Yeah, like he's kind of the bully. The a peer. little bit. Yeah, it's really funny. What did you say? I, I use the word cinematic to describe. Overused. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, you seemed really upset at your face you just made. Like, and Pulp Fiction, which I rewatched <laughs> for the first time, and I liked it a lot more the second time. I thought it was way funnier. I appreciated the writing and the humor a lot more. All the performances are outstanding. Quentin Tarantino just knows how to write and direct a movie. He knows how to write good, entertaining dialogue. The one thing that I don't like about it as much as his other, his other movies is the narrative through line. Because it's a movie that's a little bit disjointed in its structure, it just makes the finale not as exciting as a Django or an Inglorious Bastards or a Reservoir Dogs or just something where it's when you linear. have a straightforward narrative, when you get to the end, there's that satisfaction. I'm just missing that satisfaction when I watch Pulp Fiction, so that's my problem. Understandable. And uh, I also watched Dragon Ball Super Broly. What a great movie. All right, I'm done. Broly. Broly. Would you say that Quentin Tarantino writes goodly? He writes goodly. He writes goodly lines. Okay. I'd say he writes Broly. All right, Nate, go Okay, ahead. I think I got a lot here, but I can't remember. These first three, I don't remember if I talked about them on the previous pod or not, but I watched Avengers Age of Ultron again. No, you did not talk about it. Okay, we got a lot cooking then from Is Nate. Is that when the here. whole keep, keep town going. goes up in Russia in the sky? Uh, Sokovia, a which is a made up. But you know what? The dialogue between the characters is fun. The action scenes are good. It's just long, and it's just a weird movie. I've always enjoyed that it, yeah. one more than everybody else. Yeah, I, I, I was like, by the end of it, I was like, okay, but like, it, it was just, it's just a weird one. Like, I think Ultron could have been done way better. I don't know what they were. Yeah, doing. It's just a thing where it's a middle. Instead of it feeling like its own movie, where you build up to Ultron, yeah. let's have a big fight. No, it's just the middle movie yeah. to get to Infinity exactly. War. Exactly. So, so it's whatever. I mean, it's cool that once again, Captain America's great in it, and that's mm-hmm. all that really matters. I watched The Untouchables, the um, the French thing that The Upside is based yep. on, a uh, remake or whatever. Fantastic movie. I think you would love it. I think it's a, a good, um, like a great showcase of just friendship between two people in different classes or what have you. And just the performances are great. The comedy is great. And right. there's some standout scenes in there that are fantastic. Okay, Worth a watch. looking forward to watching that because The Upside was just all right. Yeah, I think, I think you'll love this one. Uh, Children of Men. Watch oh, for the first, first time. time. Five-star banger, dude. The ending, fantastic. How uh, good? Is it the best long take ever? Oh, yeah. It has to be, right? Well, Atomic I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't have the amount of meaning or whatever that a lot of, like, the Roma one takes fantastic, too. But, but the this setup and planning, the, setup the execution. It's oh. so good. It's fantastic. Because how long? Is it 10 minutes? 15? It's cl- there's cl- I it's, think it's eight. But, and there's gunfire and explosions and oh. hundreds of extras moving around. I think, like I said, but when everyone sees the baby at the end, like how? Yeah. It's but that, just, but they cut, they hide a cut. Alfonso Caron, I, I've said this before. Would you say he knows how to direct a movie? He he doesn't make my most favorite movies in the world, but Your I most think favorite my most favoriteest. But I think he is probably the best director working right now, in my Hot opinion. Take. IMO, okay. He's amazing. He knows, he's how to direct, he knows how to direct a movie, for I sure. I love Michael Caine in that movie, too. I know, yeah, he's and great. The Strawberry Chiwetel, Surprise. Before I saw it, didn't know Chiwetel Ejiofor, yep. Charlie Hunnam. Like, there's so many people in that movie. Ju- I didn't Hunnam's know Julianne Moore's in it. Yeah, he was the dude with the dreads that rode the... No yeah, way. Yeah, that's Charlie that Hunnam. Hunnam. And dude. also, I didn't know Julianne Moore was... I didn't know who was in this movie. Yeah, how, yeah, about, how about this? 
and they're playing with the yeah. ball. I already, I already knew, I already oh, knew what happened there. One. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, but shut up. Fantastic movie. Clive Owen, great. Would be a good Batman. Max Burke hates that, him. There's your old man Batman right they there. They won't That's do good. that. No. Good choice. Ma- Max Burke hates Clive Owen. Yes. Next. Uh, Captain America: Civil War. Rewatch this. Um. Captain America's great in it. Spider-Man's good. On to the next one. But, oh, also Black Panther's suit looks awesome in this movie. Civil War Maybe letdown. Better. Civil War letdown. The the airport the airport scene, which everyone talks about, the individual segments of it are great, but how they all fit together doesn't make any That's sense. That's the worst scene like in why they're Marvel all history. Like they all, yeah, they all just like are in different parts, and then the whole geography of the whole situation, that what is happening. is like is Free like, Fire the movie. Except it's the worst scene in Marvel in the Marvel universe. You think so? I think that just because what they were trying to accomplish and how badly they failed in my eyes, it makes it the worst. It could have been like you want to see them actually fight each other and like want to fight each other, but there there's dialogue through it all where you know they don't actually want to fight, so it's just to be cool. That's why, and that's why the final fight is so interesting. Awesome, it's yeah. actually amazing, and that's why Infinity War is good because people are. And I just hate how it comes to be, and and then like yeah, Winter Soldier still could have been like, dude, I you know I can't control myself. Like you literally know exactly why I did it, and then instead he, and goes, he goes like, yeah, I did it, and then he's so they get mad. It's just like, why would you say that? It's like, did you kill my mom? Yeah, I fucking killed your no, mom. No, that no, no no no. I somebody get this man a shield. You no, know, I completely, I completely, I completely understand because he says he's like, did you even feel anything? No. And no, he says I I felt every one of them. Like he feels sad for him, and then like it just makes like Tony's just like. And I think that's a great line too, where he says like, "Tony, you're being an it's idiot." Not, and I think it plays well into his character. Where he says that he killed. And I love how he doesn't, doesn't say matter. anything he about his dad. Yep. Doesn't say he doesn't care about his dad. He, he killed my mom. And I thought uh, the ending scene is great. I think there's moments in the airport fight that are great. I think the Spider-Man stuff's great because yep. that he doesn't know them, so it's just him fighting them. And also Black Panther fighting them, like especially yep. like the whole Hawkeye, when Hawkeye introduces himself and he goes like, I don't care. But then, and we'll get to it. Uh, but And then I watched John Wick Chapter 2. Fantastic. The mirror thing at the end is amazing when he's going escaping after assassinating the person. Fantastic. Movie's great. Was it the first time you see you've seen the second one? No, no, I've okay. seen it before. It, I I like the second one more than I the do first too. one. They're close though. Me but too. I like well, the to me, one. I like they're pretty much equal. But because the first one is so simple, I like that in the second one they really had to expand yeah. to be able to create a yep. story for it, and I thought they did it perfectly. So that's why I think it's more impressive. And then I rewatched Black Panther. Um. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's a top tier Marvel movie, but not the toppest tier. Um, I toppest. still, I still hate where they decide to go in the third act. I think it's weird. Everything up until that point, I'm in. I also think some of the humor is a little weird too, mm-hmm. where it's like, if they just stayed with how his character was in, Civil since War. it takes place almost immediately after Civil War. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird how it. But I think. Like it's, I don't think it deserves to be nominated for best picture, but I'm not upset. Like I think everything behind the scenes, like even production design and stuff like that. I think the only weak costume in the movie is when they CG over the Black Panther suit. I'm sure it looks fine when it's physical, mm-hmm. but they CG over it a lot. Um, the CG at the end is inexcusable. That's absolutely terrible. But everything else, I think Chadwick Boseman does great. I think Michael B. Jordan does great in this movie too. Um, and yeah, like Lupita Nyong'o, Angela Bassett, all those all are great. fantastic. Yeah, even Martin Freeman, fantastic in the yeah, movie I as he well. Was good also. And then I saw the kid who would be king. Um, fun children's movie. Like I wouldn't like it, I wouldn't be opposed to showing like 
my children in the future this movie like um i think it's fun the kids in the theater were having a great time it just falls a little short when it's like there's better kids movies out there but it's nice to see this like epic for like in live action yeah and i think andy circus's kid's a great actor his friend in the movie are is terrible like i think circus kid the lead yeah i think his friend is terrible and i merlin the kid that plays merlin with the long neck he's great in it too like those two are like the standouts for me where i was like these people have futures that they're probably gonna have careers is it a movie that could spawn a franchise and in yeah six years you you know it's better and darker and more yeah like i don't think like i think yeah i think it does but it flops so it's not it yeah it's not gonna get anything but i can see it and then i watched logan lucky Fun movie, dude. This movie's just fun. I've it's heard like I need to check that the out. back and forth is fantastic. Adam Driver's great. Channing Tatum's great. Everyone's great in the movie. Um, Daniel Craig is phenomenal. That's this guy's great. James Bond. What? Uh, there's a great Game of Thrones bit in it, and the whole heist doesn't play out how you think it was, and it definitely played with my expectations a little bit. But yeah, you can tell that Soderbergh just loves heist movies. That he just constantly and he's wants. He's good at him. And I heard with his new one that's going straight to Netflix. Uh, is fan- like from Sundance. It's fantastic, and it plays out like a heist movie during the NBA. It's iPhone again, isn't it? Yeah, but it's during the NBA lockdown, and it's supposed to play cool. out like a heist movie. Cool. And uh, it has <laughs> it has the guy from the End of Moonlight, uh, not Trevante Rhodes, but the other guy. I forgot what his name is. Oh, He's yeah. the lead. Sweet. I'm, so. really, I'm really excited. I'm not even kidding. Like I don't know why Tyler's laughing. I think it's because I'm standing. You want to leave so bad? No, I, <laughs> I can see it. No, I literally. He, he, he's he, trying there. to stand to get his ring. No, I'm gonna. No, that's actually not it. I have to be straight up. I have to pee really bad. I had four cups of, of coffee. I'm, I'm almost done. That's fine. I'm just saying. Tyler's saying I want to leave. It's not necessarily yeah. true. Partially because I have to urinate. I saw Vice. Yes. Um, performances excellent some of the stuff i thought was great like there's like this whole shakespearean bit i hate I was, that you I, hated that i think that's the worst part of the movie no i'll tell you the worst part of the movie uh a lot of the other stuff when he thinks that he's being smarter than he is and it's just like you mean the shakespeare part cool that's what i was no i don't well. like i don't like the like when they're at dinner it's not a best picture movie Can i don't like i don't like yeah i don't think so i don't like the stuff at dinner and i feel like with big short it was kind of portraying the scenario that not a lot of people knew about. And it's hard to explain. And he was a, did a good mm-hmm. job of explaining it. This, everyone knows that Dick Cheney isn't a good person. Like, even most Republicans that you talk to will say, yeah, he's not the best person. The thing is, is that Adam McKay was like, I know more than all you guys. I'm going to show you why he's even the worst person ever of all time. And then he just thinks that he's doing stuff that's clever. He thinks he's doing he thinks he's doing us a favor. Yeah, and it's and like, that's where it goes downhill. And that's why I'm when I'm watching it and it's pl- certain things are playing out. Some at the beginning I was kind of intrigued, but then it keeps cutting back to all this stuff and you have the whole fishing metaphor where it's like do you think you're being smart here? You, like, hook, you hooked us. Yeah. Do you yeah. think you're being smart here? Like, I don't get it. I think Steve Carell's fantastic. Christian Bale is great. Amy of Adams course, is great. Of course. Um, are also, the performances? Yeah. The performances non- are Oscar level. Yeah. I just think the way the... I think the biggest downfall of this movie is the way the movie's put together, too. The way the movie's directed. Yeah. I've heard the editing's not good. Not good. Got nominated yeah, for not best. good. Well, come on, Bohemian Rhapsody got nominated, and it's one of the worst edited movies of the year. Anyway, let me just go back and say, this is coming from a guy, Vice. I still thought it was a good movie, but like, I don't think it's best picture. And I also love The Big Short. It was one of my. It was in my top ten for a couple of years. 
Like, and by a couple of years, I mean since 2015. So I loved I loved the 9/11 stuff. I thought that was handled well because he it felt restrained there, where he wasn't doing his crazy stuff all the time in that one. This took the crazy parts of Big Short and made it the entire movie. That's what it did, and that's why it kind of fell short for hmm. me. Where I wish it still had the same, like, um, history retelling of the Big Short. Where instead, like, watching this movie, like. I was just like, okay, dude, this is just all your crazy, funny, trying to be funny stuff about, and I, I don't know. It How's was, the it was disappointed. I hope, it was stupid. I hope that I hope that Vice doesn't make people like The Big Short less, because I still think The Big Short was perfectly directed, and I it's it's still one of my favorite movies because of how creative it, it is and the way it tells its story. And people are afraid to do that. I feel like nowadays, and he definitely went out and he took a topic that with Ryan Gosling using a Jenga set to explain uh, the triple-A bonds and stuff like that. No one gives a F about those. But the way he, he made uses it, it in the movie, it's hilarious, it's suspenseful, and it breaks your heart at the end. All right, what else you got? Uh, I rewatched Spider-Man Homecoming. I like it. At the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm down. I think the ending is the best part. I think that's when he's actually Spider-Man and he's swinging around and when he saves him at the end, I think that's great. I think Tom Holland is a, like, I think he's a great actor. I think he's one of the top actors working in the MCU. He definitely like carries this movie and from someone that was a supporting actor in many movies before, he stepped into this role and was able to carry it as like a franchise star pretty much. Um, I think he does a great job as Peter Parker. Like I love the New York accent that he gives him and I don't see any faults in it i know there's like that scene when he's in like the sandwich shop that sounds a little weird and it does but everything else i think he does a great job um i'm uh, hopefully um far from home does a little bit something more interesting because i think this one's very by the numbers yeah very safe but i think it almost it's almost like force awakens where it kind of needs a safe spider-man movie to get people back into it Mm -hmm. and um i don't know i think I love Tom Holland in the role, so I'm just excited to see that. Um, That's fair. And I don't like when Iron Man shows up and does the things, even though the thing that he talks about, like with him wanting to be better in the suit, like that all makes sense with, it lines up with Iron Man's character. So uh, I'm excited from Far From Home, and the Russo brothers definitely know how to handle Spider-Man better is my deterrent. Um, And then I watched Velvet Buzzsaw. Velvet disaster. What happened in this one? Like, I, like... Is it scary? No. Is it funny? There's one thing that's kind of like, ooh. And it's like this graffiti thing that I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. But everything else is kind of... It's just kind of stupid. Like, I was just like, okay, it's got some great talent in it. And the whole movie, I was so uninterested in something that should be, like, gripping that I'm just like, okay, this person's dead now. None of the rules make sense in the movie because, like... You think it's supposed to be about the people that are like using his art for mm-hmm. profit or whatever. There's people that are completely against it that end up dying, and you're like, this movie doesn't make any sense. So whatever. Kind of disappointed in that one. It's, Does Tony Collette die in the scene that we see her dying in the trailer? All I'm gonna say is, if you watch that trailer, you know what happened in the movie. <laughs> uh, and then I rewatched Ratatouille. Perfection perfection underrated pixar movie i'd say by like the general public uh it's great the whole third act of that movie is phenomenal yeah ratatouille is a really good cook in that movie it's read me and we're done well no that's on twitter you should should rewatch it too you need to rewatch it and it's the whole monologue at the end with the critic is i know people that's all they talk about but re like i was like okay here we go the flashback scene to that whole sequence when he's like i want to give my compliments to the chef and then and then they all come out and they're like you you have to wait till everyone's gone 
and then there's like the time lapse of him waiting and then even when they tell him he just stands up and leaves like no reaction You're like what's going to happen and then he writes this giant article about how what it means to be an art like not great artists can not anyone can be an artist but an artist can come from anywhere it's just That's awesome cool. it's awesome i want to see it and then you haven't seen it yet i've never seen Ratatouille. you should watch it you should watch it there's no actual what like, is wrong with this man you should watch it Patton oswalt Patton Oswalt, great lead in the movie. I prefer him in King of Queens. All right. And that's where we end the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We'll be back next Monday with some more movies to talk about. I think Lego Movie 2 comes out this weekend. So we can see that. And Alita. Is Alita coming out? No. I think I I won't be able to to see it this weekend. Lego Movie 2? Not going to be home, but I'm seeing all the Oscar shows. What about Thursday night? Oh, yeah. We'll find we'll find our time. Yeah, we'll watch Nick's anticipating that one. The, you need Hello! Re- you need to rewatch Lego Movie One though, Nick. I will. No, you won't. <laughs> this is one that I have zero faith in you rewatching. I don't like anyone here. All right, thank you guys so much for listening to the Talent Brothers podcast, and we'll see you all next week.